understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. I am so hyped to be sitting here with three of my favorite girls, favorite ladies, favorite collective of entrepreneurs, because you guys know it is so important to be surrounded with like-minded women that want the same things that continue to empower you. And so to sit here with the incredible Megan Galane, my favorite breathwork queen and branding specialist, Vanessa Charles, and the partnership guru, Ingrid Harb, and of course myself, Jessica Hurley, to be really focusing on something that really matters during this time, this tough time. I want to ask you guys, we've come together for a reason, on a mission, Ingrid, Explain a little bit why we're here. Why are we doing this? Why are you doing this? So I feel extremely called to be doing this because I think that as an entrepreneur that has been working from home and has been creating an online service, I feel like it was really a perfect time for us to really get together as a collective and share our knowledge share our skills, share ways that we got to grow and that we're getting to be brave enough during a time where people are just so afraid. And I think that what's happening with people is that they sit with their thoughts and they don't realize how they're not alone on their journey. And so I really think that this is a great opportunity to not only call all of those women that feel alone, that feel stuck, that feel like they can't move forward um, and show them the way. Can I just say, I love the way you say the word entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So this is important for all of us. Like we knew we had to do this and it's better to do it together than to do it alone, uh, to serve the women, not only of Tampa Bay, but just nationally to have an impact to, like Ingrid said, to really hug and love and be the light and balance for these women that don't know what to do next or how to make a move. And I think just bringing our skill sets forward is so important. Vanessa, can you explain maybe kind of how you've dealt with this, how you've been feeling through this process? Like, honestly, because I know we're it. I know I feel like I'm on a damn roller coaster. Yeah, I think when this first all started, and we all kind of got hit with the reality of what was going on in the world, it definitely hit me hard. And I went into like a panic phase for a few days. But then I think what we all realized collectively together is that we have created and built businesses that can sustain during uncertain times. And we've built businesses that can adapt and transform and move and being able to share that and how we've done that with other people, I think is where I'm feeling called to show up so that other women don't have to go through anything like this ever again wondering how they're going to keep attracting people, wondering if they can still keep doing business and just giving people the power to shift between the energies in order to show up even when things are uncertain is really where my heart's at right now. I love what you said, because this is the truth, literally. Like, 
when everything went down, I feel like we all stay in communication always, the four of us. We've always kind of leaned on each other to stay afloat, you know, have that like-mindedness to kind of empower one another to stay, you know, leveled up. And I think when it hit all of us, we weren't excluded. We experienced the same level of anxiety that the world did, the same level of fear, the same level of doubt. But I think what was interesting, at least for me, and you guys can tell me, chime in if you agree, that like a week or so went by and I was like, nothing's really changing for me. Like, I was like, wait, I thought my life was going to fall apart and it didn't. And it was like a surprise because I went on with the world to freak out. I was like, everybody's freaking out. I'm about to freak out. Like, this is nuts. And then like, it's just kind of been business as usual because by no mistake, but by design, we created businesses that operate with or without the external world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's even it even goes further than that, that like we've worked so hard to cultivate these mindsets that keep us not not necessarily keep us in a positive place all the time, but allow us to come out of the patterns that we fall into much quicker, which allows us to get back to business and serving people. And those are learned skills. You know, none of us were born with that ability to do that. So being able to pass that on to other people is a gift. Megan, my money matters queen. Can you explain how you felt during this time? Because you're I'm, all, all wrapped in investments and real estate industry and all the things that are moving. So I am with everyone else the first week or so. I had a really rough week just trying to figure out and find my grounding um, because I create so many money systems. My money was fine, like paid everything off. We're good. Um, then it went into business, business as usual, just like everyone else. And um, instead of projects actually taking longer... Um, when we anticipated them or like the the date or the time that we anticipated things, things just flew fast. Like everything we had on our dream boards of what projects we wanted done, I swear it got done in like a week. And it was because we had full focus from the whole team, like no meetings, no external things going on. And so it became like, wow, this action plan went into action really fast. Now we have to add some new things to our dream board and we're working on the last project now. So for me, it actually turned out really nice. I got some big projects off my dream board that I wanted to do, but it all had... It was rough. I'm not going to lie. It was really rough at first for me. Um, big shifts in everything that I do with uh, money and business because we have employees and we're working with people's investments. Of, of course, people are worried that we're an essential business or if we're not an essential business and their retirement accounts and So we had a lot of panic from everyone else, which I felt like I got a ton of like just I was getting call after call about the panic and it really wore on me. So for me to come in here and come into the collective, which I'm really excited about, is to create the plans just like we had in place that if anything were to happen, you can spring into action and take advantage of having everyone available to you. That's so cool because it's almost like you, it went from panic to opportunity. And I think for a lot of us, we've Mm -hmm. shifted into now finding the opportunities. And I think you'll hear a lot of entrepreneurs say a lot of times like bigger pockets, more successful business doesn't equal less problems. It equals handling your problems differently. Completely. And I think that's a gift a lot of us have and are able to gift to other people during this time because we're just learning how to handle things differently. And I think as entrepreneurs, we've been able to 
learn how to handle things very quickly because money is directly related to it. It's not like you have other things to work on. It's that I need this now. So I need to figure this out right now. Oh, I chase my money. I, I chase also, my money. I also think that as like we'll entrepreneurs, we like we've diversified our portfolio of services. And so we figured out that in order to survive, there needs to be several things that we need to do within our own company. And so if yes, the world and the economy is not great. Like for me, I had to push an event that I was so looking forward to. Um, but it didn't mean that it got canceled. It just meant that now I have more time to really go in and build even deeper relationships with companies. And what I've realized with everyone is that now if you're trying to build a business or you're trying to create the right partnerships or you're trying to meet the right people, now is literally the right time because everyone is on their computers. Like if you think about it, most executives are traveling nonstop. I mean, I've gotten emails from vice presidents, like COOs that were always on the road and now they're at home and they have extra space and they're looking at their emails because before they used to not look at them because their assistant was the one that was like checking them because they didn't have any time to look over them anyway. So there's just so much opportunity that people should be pursuing um, right now. And I think that for me, you know, certain projects got delayed, but that doesn't mean that my business isn't growing. It just means that I need to refocus my intention into other areas that are have the potential to grow even further. I love what you talked about. And I want to chime in on this. I know we're talking about opportunity and shifting, transitioning to the positive, but I want to go back to some of the shifts we had to make. You had to move an event, huge event to 2021. And that's a tough decision. And I know Vanessa, you had to do the same. Your event was right around the corner. Can you be a little more vulnerable, Vanessa, about like what that felt like, your initial thoughts and like the conclusion you had to ultimately come to? <laughs> I mean, we were what, five days out, six days out when I made the decision to reschedule it. You know, I think that there comes a point where you have to stop making decisions around profits and put people first. And I think in the long run, living in integrity and making decisions for your business out of integrity is what pays off in terms of business and in terms of life and relationships and it was hard. I mean, with tens of thousands of dollars invested in one day or two days, and then you have to hope that everybody will work with you to pick it up off the calendar and set it down on another day. And thankfully, everybody's all of our vendors have been willing to work with us. But, you know, there's also this like letdown too, right? Like I've spent the last year planning for this event. We were six days out. I'm getting married this year. I was like, one more week, push through it. One more week of like selling and marketing and promoting and get through it. And then you get to take a break and breathe and just move on to the next thing. And then now it's like, oh, another six, maybe seven months of in the launch, in the planning and the selling. And, and that's exhausting. So that part of it from a selfish perspective was weighing heavy on me. But I think what I've what I've come out of it knowing is that showing up for people and making a decision based on people instead of profits will always pays off in the long mm -hmm. run. And I think going into this next few months of getting it back off the ground and redoing the event, I'm so much more clear on the mission of the event and the purpose of it and who I want to be there than I was before because of how all of this has played out and the way mm -hmm. people have shown up for this event. So everything happens for a reason. And 
you know, you just, you have to roll with what comes at you. I have to tell you that you have done such a great job at continuing to maintain the buzz after the event was postponed. (laughs) I was like, this is like, I would have like, I'm like so many people would have washed their hands with it and then picked it back up like late July. And you're like, you have maintained the buzz around this event continuously. It's the marketing and branding has been like remarkable. Thank you. I think that, you know, the hardest part for me was knowing that I wanted everyone in the room to leave feeling so supported and so held and knowing we were about to go into such a crazy time and not getting the opportunity to leave them feeling that way going into this, but also knowing that putting women in a room amongst all of this wouldn't, it wouldn't have had the same magic. So I made a decision to pivot and show up for them in a different way that was still integrity with my brand. And build the brand story and build the brand mission and follow that versus putting people in a position to have to choose between their health and their self-development. Now your situation is so different than Ingrid's because you were like put in front of a brick wall and it was like, decide and decide now, like put these people at risk or have a damn event now. Like you can't wait till next week. You can't wait. You have to make a decision and it's health crisis or self-development. And then Ingrid, I feel like your situation was so different because you kind of had to future cast this thing. And you were in the building process of like securing partnerships, pulling in all these things. And the next four months, as we go through this coronavirus, probably would have been your critical months in preparation for this event. So you would have lost all that time. So what was, and it's funny, I'm going to tell them about this. I remember talking to you at one point and you said, somebody emailed me about canceling my damn event. And I was like, hell no. And then like a week later, you were like, I'm, I'm moving my event. So what was, the, what was the critical decision that you were like, okay, I have to, I have to make this decision. So there were actually two One was the CMO of Mary Kay emailed me and I look up to her so much. She is such a big um, influencer in terms of really like driving change in the world. And she's like one of the top powerful, you know, most powerful women in, in all of US. And so anything she tells me, I follow. And so they've been very big partners of ours for the last three years. And she emailed me. She took the time to email me. And said, Ingrid, I think you should reverse it. Things are going to get worse. She predicted it. <laughs> like, it was like she knew. <laughs> and so that Never started. Those job. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I even remember emailing her back and saying, no, no, you know, worst case scenario, we do it virtual and we're going to postpone the venue. And anyway, so the good thing. Um, and then the next thing I did was, um, and I, I recommend this to everyone that, uh, does like events or, you know, whatever gathering or anything that has to do with, um, getting people together is I always have like other conferences that are my partners. And so there was a conference out of Switzerland called St. Gallen Symposium, and they have the most powerful people on their board. And so what I did was I called the vice president of that I'm friends with from that forum because I was going to go to it. And I also got postponed and they also gather leaders from all over the world. And so we're like the smaller version of them and the only female, female only event. And so he just gave me every piece of knowledge that their board told them. And so I got firsthand to you know, information about my event, about countries, about traveling in, I mean, everything. Um, I got insights into airlines. I am very thankful that I was able to land sponsors before this and that they're willing to work with me because 
I think otherwise it would have been super stressful because I would have not known when was the next time. Like right now it's partnership phase. Right now it's building the relationship space. Like people will buy into things if you're doing different kinds of services that are not in person. And so um, that kind of alleviated a lot of my stress. But those two things were like, okay, okay, Ingrid, like you just, yeah, and countries getting shut down and uh, yeah, talking to Italian leaders and the European parliament, the European parliament was like, Ingrid, you should not, you should need, you need to reconsider. And yep. So thankfully I had much more time to, to think about things and, and look ahead and, and figure out how to make it work. But I think things happen for a reason and we just have to believe that and surrender to the greater thing that will come our way with the right skills. Okay. So that is both of y'all made tough decisions, extremely tough decisions. Have any one of you had to at all very much pivot your services at this point, like transition, shift, change your services? Because for all of us, we have our programs, what we provide, our services. And for a lot of people, I was just on another call in another mastermind and they were talking about how for a lot of people, they have to shift to the problems that people are going through right now and providing solutions for those problems. And it may not look like the product or service you currently provide. So it's not about quitting or stopping or holding what you currently do, but it's about shifting and changing the solution that you provide. Has anybody had to really shift what they offer? I had like forceful shift because the IRS and the new laws that went into place, we had some different things that we had to change up um, as in like tax season, tax season completely changed. So that changes our business. We have everything lined up for tax season and all of a sudden it changed to July. We have to push that out. Um, Then we have the CARES Act that went into place, which is distributions and all the 401k rules and some other rules that came out. Those are big deal. Like, I don't I don't feel like it was talked about enough, honestly, um, what what people have the option of doing with their 401ks and not getting taxed right now if you do want to take a distribution. So we have things like that. So it was like more of a more rules that came into place, um, but not. Like business itself is business itself and it hasn't changed. It's just those have been added on top of what we've been doing. Anyone else? For me, a big shift, I worked with companies um, and created internal events for them. And so I had one big technology company that I was going to do in-person events in different cities. And that whole entire thing had to be shifted to virtual. And so I, you know, I think many people would have stopped and would have been like, oh, I'm just going to let it go. And I immediately created a different proposal, a different approach, a different way of doing it. Um, So I think that was a big shift for me because they were already, you know, every, there was another big event that I was organizing too. And you know, we're just kind of in pause for that, but it just was, okay, what are the other avenues to get to that person? And, you know, it's working. This is what I love about entrepreneurship. And I want to hear yours too, Vanessa, but this is what I love is that like, for us, I always feel like it's and not just us, the four of us, but us as a collective as entrepreneurs, where it's not a dead end. It's just a pivot and another option, like just find another way. No is not an answer. I will take. (laughs) I will figure it out. (laughs) Don't forget to share yours, Jess. Yeah, I was just going to say, you run a podcasting agency. Like, how has the shift, what does it look like for you? 
So that's so interesting because like I said earlier, I really thought I took on the panic with everybody else. I mean, I remember the first thing I did was I looked at Chris and I said, oh my God, I provide a luxury done for you service. Who's, if people start to budget and knock things off their expenses, the first thing they're going to do is take away their podcast services because this is unnecessary. Um, so I started to do some research. I started to see a lot of people say that as business owners, you need to reach out to your clients first before they reach out to you. And so I came up with an entire, um, I provided different options. I reached out to all my clients and I said, Hey, if you have issues, let us know, reach out to me personally. Here's a few things we're going to change. There's payment plans now available. If you need them, no question. No, you don't have to explain to me. Just tell me that you want to opt into it and we'll make it happen. Um, I offered a la carte services. So my done for you service is a very package deal. You get like five things per month from us. And so I said, Hey, if you just want to knock off some of these things and do a la carte services, here are the individual prices, which would cost you less just to provide your like mandatory things each month, as far as your podcast service. And then what I did on the flip side was I started to do some research. And I realized very quickly that one of the things that was excelling during this time were podcasts that podcast downloads were soaring during this time because people were at home and they were listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos. So I tried to get ahead of that and pivot. And I sent that out to all my clients. And I was like, Hey, listen, I understand any circumstances you're under. We will not question it. However, you should not stop podcasting. Please take this seriously. This there's no better time than now to show up for your people. And I wasn't, I wasn't rude. I wasn't mandatory. I just said, Hey, if you're thinking about stopping podcasting, here's another perspective to consider. There's no better time now than ever. And I don't know if it was anything I said or if people just understand the importance of it during this time. But I, to date, have not had anyone quit services. I have not had anyone not pay their invoices. And I have not... Um, I've actually gotten like five, five or six new clients in the last three weeks. That's awesome. And the only thing that changed and surprised me was I've gotten sales calls with now it's different people. So my audience changed. It went from individual solopreneurs or entrepreneurs with, of small businesses to I've talked to three or four major companies that are like, we want to transition to the online platform, the virtual world. And the message that we've gotten is that we need to start, start a YouTube channel or start a podcast. We need an authoritative platform to create a buzz around. How do we do this? That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And oh. I think that you, you did such a good job in like pivoting in a way where it's like, cause I feel like so many entrepreneurs are like, this is my target. Like I've heard it so many times. I don't know why it just doesn't stick with me. Like I am not the person that will be like, this is my, I know that you should have your ideal client, but like, I don't know. I just feel like you are able to also pivot. If you have another target audience that you need to do and you need to serve, you can do that as well. And so I think that is awesome. Well, amid these circumstances, it's like your audience is likely going to change. For a majority of our services, your audience is either going to change or the way you deliver, deliver your services is going to change. But you but, were ready for it. You know what I mean? Like so many people don't have the right structure that you right. have to be able to do that shift. And so right. I think that's something that you've learned uh, from the past year. Of Nowhere in my anything that I have like act of God preparation face. Like... <laughs> nowhere. It exists nowhere. I just was like, get this thing ready, figure it out and get ahead of it. And all I was focused on was getting ahead of it. 
I did not want to get the text or the email from a client. And, and more so it was, I didn't want to, for them to feel this level of embarrassment or guilt that they had to reach out to me and say, Hey, I can't afford my bills this month. Therefore I need to let you go. I wanted to come out to them first and say, Hey, I care about you. Here are your options. If you need it, take it. So, cause imagine the, ex- the, there's so many people suffering right now. There are so many people suffering right now, whether they're suffering from anxiety and fear that doesn't exist, or they're suffering from real, real problems, financial relationships, whatever it is. And then imagine the embarrassment that you feel when you have to call your mortgage company or you have to call your, you know, babysitter, you have to call your, you know, your car loan company and say like, I need you to put this on hold because I don't know what to do at this point. Yeah. So mm -mm -mm. here's the thing. This is what I think is so cool about this. And what we're really here to talk about is the, the, we are brave enough summit this Saturday, April 11th that we have all come together to do, but here's the real thing. Each one of us have a skill valuable enough that we could have went and done this on our own. Vanessa could have went and held a breathwork session and a branding session and had her own summit. You know, I could have done a full day of podcasting. Ingrid could have done a two day workshop on branding and media. You know, Megan could dig into your finances all day long. Each one of us could have done this individually, but we felt the need to come together. One, obviously, because it's better together always. But any of you chime in about how we just knew immediately, well, we knew we all wanted to do something to just, you know, give and touch people and make them feel like there is a way and there are options and you are not alone, but why we kind of felt fit to do it in this way. I think for me, I will chime in, but for me personally, I just, it was, I realized when I started talking to other people and some executives and just in general, that not everyone's in the same headspace. Mm. And their energy was throwing me off completely. I mean, I just couldn't. I really couldn't. And so being in connection with you guys, it just really made me understand that I'm not alone and that we are in it together. And I think that collectively, when women come together, and especially as we have such different skill sets, we could really level up other people um, and show them that there exists. Because if it, if it was just me that went out, you know, then, you know, they're not going to see the other side of other entrepreneurs that are also doing it, that are also succeeding, that are also doing well, you know, internally in their lives, but then also externally. And so I think us coming together is a very strong statement to show that A, collaboration exists, and B, that you know, you're not like, there are still positive people in the world. And I don't mean just positive, but just motivated. No, that matters. Because Vanessa, you said earlier, and I like this, that it's, there are so many people right now that they just think they can't, they feel salesy, they feel like they can't speak, they can't sell that they feel like anything other than anything about the coronavirus is considered insensitive in other people's minds. Like we are all in fear of feeling insensitive. Have any of you guys experienced, like, I know I have, I've had days where like, I, I call it like a beautiful state. My mentor calls it a beautiful state. Like I'm just in an absolute beautiful state far less than, than I usually am. But there are days where I'm in a beautiful state. Has anyone felt like almost guilty from that, that like you're living in abundance and your business is still thriving and things feel good as you feel like the world is like, people think that the world is crumbling. Like, do you feel any guilt? So in line with what Ingrid said about like leaning on each other and we are, have been at like, really, I think we've met more with each other since this has happened than beforehand because our schedules were always too busy. But like being around a group of women that 
our mindsets are so different. Sometimes I forget that that it is going on. So I do completely sometimes feel guilty when I like, I like, should I mention it? I don't really want to mention it. It's not that I'm ignoring coronavirus. It's not that I'm ignoring everything going on. It's just my mindset is so focused right now. And so dialed in. And it's just I think having the community around me has helped a ton with that. You know, it's almost like we've we've pushed it out. You're right. That's how it feels. Yeah. I almost don't know how to explain it because I feel guilty explaining it this way. But it's almost like when the four of us chat, it's like it doesn't exist. And that sounds so fake and insensitive. But again, I think Vanessa, you explained it best when it was like, you've just done so much work that you know how to shift out of the negative mindset immediately. Well, yeah. And I think, I mean, just even to give a little different perspective, like I have not forgotten that this is going on. I'm a super news junkie. I have followed, I have watched every press briefing. I have watched every New York press briefing. Like I can tell you the stats, the statistics, like I, this is a in the forefront of my mind all all the time. But I think what I've been able to do successfully is compartmentalize it. So to know that it's happening, to be able to follow what's going on, to be in in the awareness phase of it, but to not let it control what I'm doing. And I think there's a difference between burying your head in the sand and not knowing what's going on at all versus just compartmentalizing what has to get done, what you have control over and what you don't have any control over. Because when this first started, I was in like a tailspin because I didn't have control over. I felt like I didn't have control over anything and taking back control over what I could do made all the difference in the world for me. I would agree with that so much. Like yeah. getting back on like a normal workout routine for me was like a huge deal. Like when, when this all started and taking that was something I can control. control. Mm-hmm. Taking back control, b- being brave enough to take back control. And I think that that is the underlying foundation as to why we all knew we had to come together to provide this because we know that right now that there are, First of all, we're not the only four people in the world that feel strong enough to stand up during this time. (laughs) There are plenty of people that are feeling called to, they see people suffering, they see people struggling, they see people living and operating in fear. And, And then of course, the fear is constantly fueled and they want to help and they want to serve and they want to be a light and love during this time. The barrier in the way is the how. Yeah. And one thing I know about all of us is we have found a skill set to propel our message at all costs and all of our skill sets vary. And so to come together in this five hour summit this Saturday, I'm so excited about this because I feel like every single time we've gotten together, we've had this intention and it doesn't happen. We don't get to sit down and really teach people what we do and how we've used these tools to kind of propel our message forward. So I want each one of you to kind of chime in on what your tool is or what your skill set is and how you've used it to propel your message forward. And the word brave enough just sums it all. I think it's, you know, brave enough. It's whatever you want to interpret, you know, interpret. Oh my gosh, my Spanish. Now you can tell I'm from Mexico. (laughs) When I start not being able to pronounce some words. But anyways, brave enough can be the definition, whatever you want it to be. And so for me and what I'm teaching, uh, you know, this Saturday is really knowing how to get into a company, how to get to the right person, how to get media, how to grow. I mean, in 
I've gotten messages from the city of Tampa that they've wanted to, you know, select me for Women's Month. And it just things like that, just because I have such a strong social media presence. And so how do you get that? How do you get the the Google search to be in favor of you. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that you need to do personally uh, to be able to, to get to those CEOs and talk to them like they were your buddies, you know, and that they were, you know, they're in your level, even though they are, you know, have 40 plus years of experience and you are extremely young and, you know, not even close to how much they know. But if you can bring your own perspective and your own ideas and your own way of doing things, like who cares, right? And so what I think it will be interesting and exciting is that all of us in this call have our own way of doing things. And we've learned it without uh, you know, a instruction guide, like we've learned in our own way. And when you learn things your own way, that's when you can show people on how to do things differently that can honestly, maybe sometimes like speed up the process, right. Of doing things. Because I met an expert in London of, on fundraising and she said that it usually takes between six and eight months and I have organized events where it takes me four to seven weeks uh, mm-hmm. to fundraise. And so you, there is no such thing as like a guide on how to do things. It's just a matter of skill sets that you get to learn. Like Vanessa said, it's like none of us were born with the, these skills. Like we've gone to learn them year after year. And so, you know, for me, it's really learning how to scale personally and be able to talk, to, you know, jump the gatekeeper and get to the CEO. And you, I've had the fortunate opportunity of you teaching me some of these strategies and they are relentless in their approach to going after these people, making sure these conversations are had, whether it's a no or a yes, like you have the ultimate strategies behind busting down doors, not talking to the, the personal assistant, but talking to the CEO, talking to the CMO, talking to whoever the COO and having these conversations and really building the important foundation around the message that you offer. And so the fact that you're going to share this and share why the hell we see you on the news all the time is something in itself is worth joining this virtual summit and just hearing Ingrid teach some of these relentless strategies. And if it helps, I know I have never paid for any sort of service online. No, I have never paid for any um, PR to get to the news. Like, no, I mean, these are all things that I've learned, you know, through experience and through meeting other people and through, you know, many various different ways. But everyone can do it with a budget that has a seer on their account. Hmm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, um, Vanessa, talk to me about... Talk to us about what you're going to be uh, showing how you kind of it's 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 I know for me and Megan, I can speak on behalf of Megan. This is one of our freaking favorite things to learn from you. Like absolute favorite. And I'm not even talking about the breath work. That's a whole nother thing. That's a whole different favorite. (laughs) But (laughs) just your natural ability to brand things and bring what I feel like is you have this innate ability to bring messages alive. Like, well, I think part of the, what I would, am hoping that we get to go super deep on on this call is that, or on the summit on Saturday is that people think branding is just logos and websites and colors. And it's so much more than that. It's such a branding is like a holistic, um, approach to building your business and building your story and 
connecting with people and um people come to me and just ask for colors and logos and it's it's so much more than that so i've done a lot of branding trainings but we're going to go really deep on saturday on how to build that story out how to make sure what your the colors and the, the logo that you are putting out into the world actually is a perfect reflection of who you are what your business is what you believe what your values are and how we can turn the volume way up on that mm. and like the first time that you and I ever sat down together and I swear you felt like they were such minute things, but you told me just a few things and I started to follow them. And like in the beginning, it was you just in my inbox. Like I see you branding, like such good job. <laughs> and, then, like, and you were like my personal cheerleader. And then a couple of weeks later, everybody was like, I always know it's you when I see this color blue, I always know it's you when you're talking about this. Like it was like all of a sudden everything that I, the parts that I didn't know how to draw the lines together on like, because it's one thing to always say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was always saying the same thing. And I was like, I know people are getting tired of me. But to like align everything from the colors to the message to the story, all of it. And it for it just feels like it all, all of a sudden makes sense when you're present. It's almost like a packaged gift to other people. Oh, and people thanks. started to recognize it. Thanks. I love it. It, um, it does come easy to me. I will say that. So getting to share it with other people was something I had to overcome how to explain that even Megan and I were on a call today. And I was like, I don't, I don't know, what do you need to know? Like that. So it's getting to getting to put this all together as a package and present it and help other people really find the pocket in their branding is I'm super excited for. Yeah, for those of you listening, this is something not to miss from major partnerships to media presence to Vanessa just for, for those of you that feel unseen, like you feel like you're posting the same picture over and over again, you're using those colors that you love, but you, you know what it feels like. Cause I knew what it felt like. I felt like I was wearing two left shoes. Like it just wasn't making sense. It wasn't, it didn't feel pretty. Like there's just something about the branding that you teach that it feels so fluid. I feel like the things I present out in the world are just so packaged and pretty and just fluid and there's a process and it feels good and it looks good and it's more than just aesthetics, but it'll feel good with you. So for those of you that feel like you've got the message, you've got the podcast, you've got the YouTube, you've got the thing, but you feel like you're just, it's dead when presented. It's just kind of dead in the water when presented. Vanessa's really going to help you make that thing unique and bring it to life. And I'm excited about that. Miss Megan, let's get, let's get these dollars together. So we will be starting off this section with money management, budgeting, creating a money plan. Um, But because your money has so much to do with what you can do in your business, we are also going to be going over the foundation of your business and how to focus on your money, your money mindset, and then continue to grow your business because you have these three amazing opportunities to learn what women are, what we're doing and what, what my friends are teaching everyone. I mean, like, I feel so blessed to get to learn from them, but also like, this is great, but what are you going to do when you need the plan and the foundation? How, how much can you spend on a software? How much can you spend on your business? Uh, when you go into your business, what is this tool actually used for? Am I paying for it and not using it? Like this is everything we're going to be covering and kind of going over our business plan on how you can put this all together and use it um, and use whatever else you're using in your business. This does not mean you have to use their all three of their options. I don't know if you want to use all three. That may be kind of shiny object syndrome, but 
um, whatever you're doing in your business, this will help you put it all together and wrap your business in a little box with good bunny ideas. Megan, my favorite um, rich frugal friend. <laughs> Wealthy frugal friend. Why are you buying that? I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but as a testament to the services you offer and what you do, I mean, you've helped me pay off credit cards that I've been sitting on for, we paid off a, you put a plan together to help me pay off a credit card that I've been sitting on for eight years with mm-hmm. high interest that I felt like I could never tackle. And it is literally gone now. And it was just, gone like in a week. It was gone in a week. <laughs> and <laughs> help me understand just how to understand like plan for revenue, plan for expenses, plan for paying staff. I remember the day where you were like, you have to delegate this task. And I was like, I don't think I can afford a hundred dollars a week. And you were like, you can do it. Like you don't understand if you just delegate this task and then you focus on making a thousand dollar sale, which is that, you know, ten hundred thousand dollar task, it will make sense. And now my payroll is like, over $2,000 a month now. So it was a great life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It was getting to that place mentally, you know, and, and just understanding my money. If you don't understand your money and what I've learned, you're literally just scaling chaos. You are scaling chaos. And I I was telling telling Megan, (laughs) I was telling Megan that now I have like a relationship with money because I used to just like not have my account synced. And so I had no idea how much money I had because everything was like all over the place. And if you have a business and you're a solo entrepreneur, you need to get your shit together in terms of money because if not, it will, it will creep on you. And then you will start spending on services that like, you know, paid services that are monthly that you don't even know because you subscribe and then you forgot it anyways. And so just having everything synced and, and having, you know, what Megan will talk about, which is the $10,000 task is so important. And if this has not sold you y'all. That's I, about you. Yeah. Yeah. We still have well, one more. That's where I'm going. That's uh, where I'm going. Listen, I, I know my shit is important. <laughs> <laughs> so if this has not sold you, I will be teaching you how to use podcasting as a platform to literally go from industry, like best kept secret to industry leader. Podcasting is the platform, the sole platform I use to build my entire brand. When I started a podcast, I swear to y'all, I had 1700 followers. And in the midst of growing my podcast, my podcast, the content that I poured into that podcast helped build my audience to, you know, the 10, I mean, it's not a lot, but my 10.8 thousand followers, majority of those people found me cold from my podcast, from pouring my heart, soul, truth, experience and trauma into my podcast. I know one thing for sure is I'm a storyteller by nature. It's my favorite thing to do is talk, obviously. And so using podcasting as a tool, I promise you, it is one of the best kept secrets. It is one of the least saturated delivery methods out there. When you think social media, YouTube, and blogs are oversaturated. You are absolutely right. Podcasts are literally one of the least saturated markets with 62 million listeners a week. So it is something that I feel like is imperative for your business. Yet so many people don't utilize it as a tool. It's the quickest way to scale intimacy. And if you understand anything about the world that we live in right now, people are buying through loyalty and intimacy and people that they can trust. And a quick easy way to do that is through the power of podcasting. So if you feel like your message is going unheard, if you feel like you have so much more truth to share, 
so much more about you and your message and your journey that you feel like will set others free, change your life and be the roadmap that they need, you need to use podcasting as a tool. And I'm going to teach you the steps that you need to create, qualify your idea and create a popular podcast. But I want to build on what you just said, the steps you need. We are teaching you the actual steps, not just concepts and not fluff. This is like step-by-step training for you to do. That's why it's five hours long, guys. I know on a Saturday, this is a little sketchy for a five-hour virtual summit, but you're not, we're not going to be able to teach you this in 20 minutes. We're all dividing, giving you our undivided attention to go through this step-by-step. And we wanted to really provide this to you in a very intimate way. So this five-hour summit, Saturday, April 11th, this Saturday, wearebraveenough.com. We are bringing to you everything we've got. You guys want to close with any important messages? I would just say, just don't be afraid to take that step. Um, I know there's so many people that just feel like they're so far away from starting their companies or doing their own thing um, or finding who, you know, who they are. Most people don't know who they are. We live unaware. And so just doing it just to learn to meet new women, I think that in itself should be enough. And so Mm. just know that you are enough, that other women are enough and that, you know, collectively you could potentially meet your business partner in the meeting. And so you never know, uh, you know, you will, you should take the chances. Um, honestly, I'm not going to try to say that quote because I always say it wrong, but it's something about like, you don't know, um, what you get until you take the chance because Mm -hmm. if you just let it go, then what, you know, you just, you'll never know. You never know who you'll meet. Absolutely. And nobody's going to conferences right now. So you better bring your ass to a virtual one and meet some new people. (laughs) Anybody else? It's going to be fun. Oh, it's It's fun. I'm bringing mimosas to the party for sure. (laughs) This is, this is four days before my birthday. I will have a mimosa. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have a birthday party. Anybody else? Anything you want to mention about we are brave enough virtual summit? Are you brave enough? Ooh. Absolutely. I just want to close with, listen, there is something to be said about what's going on right now. If you Google companies, some of your favorite companies were created in the last recession. So if you are living in fear right now of what is next, it is all about the decision and the perspective and what you choose to believe right now. It is all in the perspective. So you can continue to choose to live in fear and fuel that fear Or you can live in a beautiful state. You can choose to make a choice and understand that every time something like this traumatic happens, leaders are born of moments like this. They are born of moments like this. During this summit, we are going to give you the tools to stand in your truth, to show up exactly as you are, use everything that you have ever experienced to help shift perspectives, to show up, to be the love, to be the light and to help other people in the way that you feel called to do during this time. And like Megan said, the question is, are you brave enough? Make sure you guys are there. Join us. Seats are limited this Saturday, April 11th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Drinks on me. Wearebraveenough.com. Grab your seat. We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. 
And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.